what it is what is up what is good gamers this is shown up 71 and your auditory canals are locked into season 6 episode 27 of the gaming vessels podcast As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just, you know, here, another day, another dollar, playing these video games. They make me want to holla. So, so, holla, uh, holla, holla, hallelujah. I got to play video games. So, <laughs> that's right. So, um, so yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all doing? Pretty good, and of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar when he's not fending off Karens in the food line. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was just lamenting before we started recording. I just had to deal with a, a, a privileged white blonde woman just d- deciding to come out of her uh, Hummer to uh, pick up her Chinese food forgetting the uh, other four people waiting in line behind an African-American gentleman waiting for his food, sitting there, just strolled up to the counter like no one else was there, basically. So, And then got mad that her food wasn't ready and decided to take off while I'm sitting there swearing under my breath behind a mask, mind you. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, she didn't have a mask on or anything. She was just kind of... Yeah, no, she was just out there and... Chilling. Old white woman said, uh, you know, honey, uh, uh, I think you need to uh, step back. Yeah, we're all sitting here waiting for our food. And we all told her. But no, she she decided to go up. And f- after the African-American gentleman was done, still waiting for his food, decided to try to go get her food in front of everyone else. So. Sure, when guys, I got there, those no. three people were all waiting before I even I got there. And I was I, I knew exactly who was where and going to make sure all three of them uh, got to the counter before I walked up to the counter. You know, it's just common sense. It's just human decency, for God's sake, you know, but. Oh, Karen got shit to do. Come on. She can't be bothered. She can't be bothered. Yep. (laughs) I know. This is the first time I've I've seen this uh, shit in person. You saw Karen up front in the wild. (laughs) In the wild, yeah. No no, uh, YouTube or uh, Facebook video. Uh, Karen in the wild. Dr. Crocodile. (laughs) Got spooked. Caught caught Karen in her natural hair habitat. Yep, rolling out of a Hummer with a credit card. It's like, where's my Mongolian beef? It's like, you want my Mongolian beef ready? Walked off fuming, unmaskless to, you know. Her, her boyfriend slash husband George, whoever George is, and decided to drive off. So, okay. Congratulations, <laughs> Karen. You're, you're awesome. So, be wow. considerate out there, people. Come on, give me a fucking break. <laughs> As usual, our first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist. So there's one to kick things off, man. What you been playing, brother? Alrighty. So um been playing the usual uh been playing the usual suspects. Uh Monster Hunter World Iceborne, still pretty good. I have not t- I have not done the uh the new Bearer Um I did not do that yet. 
hopefully I'll get that. Uh, I'll try to get that taken care of uh, relatively soon. I know it, it might not be lasting for a while, so I'm like, ooh. So you got a um, week. Yeah, so I got a week. So I think I'm gonna have to just kind of, you know, sit my butt in a chair and and get it. Um, I guess the one of one of the things I was looking at it online is that the punishing draw uh, type of gameplay is is back. So so I'm I'm, I'm excited for that. If you don't know if, if I'm remembering this correctly, what it is 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 you basically are able to um, one of the old old style uh, great sword. Uh, play styles was you would you know have quick sheath and you would come up and you'd run up and do this kind of like hitting uh hitting uh run kind of a uh, uh situation and i that's the style that i perfected and i never could really get the uh the tackle charge the 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 the, the charge tackle to skip into the the uh the next powerful for your great axe like i was so used sorry and your your um your great sword so i was just used to doing it this one specific way um and i just couldn't i just couldn't get the timing down so i'm really kind of excited to see that 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 play style might be coming back so uh probably going to uh check it out um uh, especially now that the uh marvel's avengers demo is done for right now um joe and i uh took took uh, a little bit of time uh to play it we could probably talk a little bit more about this uh, towards the end, where we can all talk about our experiences with that. So why don't we save uh, save a little bit time of our playlist to talk about our thoughts about the um, the the Marvel Avengers demo? I think we should do that. So uh, with that with that out of the way, Joe, what have you been playing? Uh, mainly um, besides Marvel Avengers, of course. So that was like a thing I was dabbling with over the weekend. Um, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, of course. Uh, didn't play as much as I've been playing in the last few weeks. Um, I'm just trying to get my momentum going with the Guided Lands on there. It seems like I've been rolling on line to do my dailies. And then uh, after that, just basically signing off at that point. So I just want to be able to, under, you know, kind of pick up on the story beads a little bit on there. I know I still have some stuff, at least in my armory and in, in my weapon cachet as far as still uh question marks so there's probably a monster or two i've not seen yet yeah. so it might be a thing to where i need to just make sure to uh, go out and you know, do the the um, guide and land like story missions if need be kind of open things up a little bit more and even though i opened it up i have not really dabbled in it and i know kev you've talked about like you know trying to you know obviously get to where you're uh, in a good level as far as trying to get to particular items that you need, and I have not experienced any of that as of yet. So, so yeah, I'm I'm not sure if uh, yeah. When you got to the guidelines, Kev, was this something where you kind of petered off for a bit? Well, the I did and I didn't because well, the the main reason is in order if you want to build a meta set, and when I say meta, I mean like get put a set together that's going to have give give you the maximum damage you know per run if you want if you want to do that then the guiding lands kind of sort of is a must so that's when you're talking about your augments and maximizing your maximizing all that stuff now the safi the safi gear kind of sort of shortcuts that a little bit gotcha 
so I would say if you get if you kind of get tired of the if you kind of get tired of of the of the grind and the guiding lands, just get Safi gear and Safi either, right? yeah, Safi. But see, you still if you really want a true meta build, you still need to do the guiding lands to get the the Safi augment for for uh, particularly if you're running element. And Safi's really strong with element in just about all the sword classes. I'm in the 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 weapon classes. But the grind is not nearly as rough as it is with non-Safi gear. So you just got yeah, to balance about the that out. Chiba, yeah, so that might be something to think about on there. For you me. should. You should. It, it, and it, if it's not, it, Safi's not hard at all. I mean, when I say hard, it's not that it won't, you, you won't get KO'd, but it's not one of those raids where you got to coordinate everything. It, it's very straightforward. And that's the reason why I like it. You can jump into a, a Safi raid solo and just join somebody else's, you know, join, join somebody, a rando session. Just kind of grind that out for do two, three runs, and you'll have enough material to fully upgrade, you know, one, maybe two pieces of Safi weaponry. So, no, because that's one of the things that I have to do too uh, for my. Uh... For my character, so for my hunter, so yeah, looks like we're gonna be doing some softy raids. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Also, um, I've been firing up my Xbox a little bit more as of late, so um, Crackdown Three's been on my radar a bit. So I'm about, I would say, about halfway through the map on there. I wound up um, defeating. Glad to hear it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm not trying to be facetious. I mean, that's good. Like you. You know, God, you know, uh, you know, people be damned. You're going to play that game. I think it's great. Oh, yeah. No, um, I think for it, it's just I dare I say kind of relaxing to play. Like I said, I'm overpowered a bit. Uh, um, I actually defeated one of the main bosses, Vargas, on there. So I got to the middle of the map and uh, I took down one of her lieutenants. So the um, I tried to fight her again and the uh, fight was easier on there, I think, with the weapons I picked up. It was, you know, something to where after I think five tries, I was able to defeat her on there. So, and, uh, you know, some of the weapons you get later on in the game are pretty overpowered. And so, you know, I kind of enjoy, you know, just being overpowered. And like I was uh, stating before, it seems like almost in the way I go on to grab agility orbs and hidden orbs. And it's like, fighting the enemies in the background almost like gets in my way <laughs> it's for my little orb hunt my little like you know uh um you know the old far cry ubisoft matt the collectathon yeah, yeah you are I'm... you are a collector you love to run out and and like you know the the fog of war is your bane like you hate it yeah, oh, yeah. everything in the map gotta be gotta be uncovered so yeah you know, those are the things I, I hate to have to drag, like, you know, if we're playing multiplayer des, you know, it's like I always drag, uh, I need to get to this p- section of the map playing Diablo or Far Cry, where I want to uncover the black, you know, want to un- uncover the entirety of the map. There might be a hidden chest somewhere, you know, so. So, uh, that. that's Joe. 
Yeah, Crackdown is great. Um, You know, I do enjoy firing up my Xbox. I mean, I do enjoy my uh, um, Elite uh, 2 controller on there, too. So it's just like uh, just trying to find other stuff that that queued up a bunch of stuff on Games Pass. Hopefully I'll be able to talk about that next week on there as far as some of the newer indies that have just come out available on Games Pass. So. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much what I've been playing. So, okay. Well, for me, it's been the usual Monster Hunter World, fought the Frostfang Baroth, and uh, he's he he's not hard. And when I say not hard, I'm that's highly subject subjective when you're dealing with 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 this game. Uh, his attack patterns are almost exactly the same as the regular Baroth, but what he does is that he's got two mo- he's got two moves. He's got one that they borrowed from the uh, the Valhazak when he does those vertical and horizontal you know blasts. He does that. And he's also got a area effect uh, frost blast that he'll do. And with all of his blasts, they create these ice spikes that will get you caught. So it's it's basically the same effect as if you're you know trout you know trying to trudge through uh, hard snow or mud. You know, like if you're fighting the uh, the um, Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's that that one that's that one of the earliest monsters you fight that slings mud at you and you get hit by one of his mud, his his mud balls. and You're just trudging through it. It has that same effect. But the problem is, is that when you get stuck. He will do his aerial slam on you and he can he can pretty much wipe out your whole team if (laughs) if all y'all get caught and you're close enough. So he's he's bigger than the standard uh, Baroth, and I, I really like the design of it. It, it. It's they put some they put some work in it. His gear is really good, um, particularly if you're using melee weapons. I looked some stuff up, and folks are combining the and, and what's kind of dope is that Baroth, I think, is one the the Fosfang is one of the few. It, he might be the only one that has a one piece set bonus meaning that it only takes one piece to activate the set bonus and that's your critical your, your uh, what you were talking about this a critical draw, draw. or punishing yeah. draw yeah punishing draw and that's just one piece so what people have been doing is they've been matching like one piece of frostfang with four pieces pieces of the Valk- the volcana and getting the uh, the frost, what is it? Uh, Frostbite or frost? It's frost something. And it basically gives you like another meter, and it adds like additional bonus kind of stacking on top of whatever whatever active skills you've got. And I th- I think it has some, it also affects your sharpness too. Uh, so I've been seeing a lot of that, and I haven't I haven't done a full dig into it. But I farmed, uh, I farmed Frostfang for, I don't know, like maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half, two hours. So I've got all the Frostfang pieces 
that I'll ever need. <laughs> so I can I can make all the weapons. I I've got a full uh Frostfang uh armor set. The only thing that I don't like about about Frostfang is that you know like with um you know the 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 the, the furious Rajong and uh you know the the pissed off Brachydos or what I forget what they call him the raging Brachydos instead of making them like their own individual category well correction the Brachydos and the Rajong are their own individual category and then when you fight the the angered the super angry super saiyan version of them then you upgrade your that gear to to that but unfortunately they put the Baroth in the Baroth is is part of the standard tree the Frostfang is part of the standard tree which is all linked to the ore tree so you have to in order to build Frostfang weaponry you have to go back and build up all that low uh, that low to high rank weaponry up in order to get to the point where you can build the Frostfang. So like I had to go back and it's not it's not hard to do. It's just kind of kind of a pain in the butt. So now it's like okay, I got to go back to low rank and fight, you know, Gerodotus for, you know, again because I have I need 6 of the of the Gerodotus fins and I don't, I, I don't have any of those because, you know, I left the low rank stuff behind a long time ago. So you got to go back and you, you, you just do some low and high rank optional, optional quests to get, to get that stuff done. But it, the fact that you still have to go back and do it is still kind of a pain. But the good thing is since, since I don't get rid of anything, I have like tons of, other resources it's just like there's always one or two things that i have none of so i have to go back and and farm that stuff but it's not a big deal but it can be kind of a kind of a pain having to go back and get that done so thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed that um last of us 2 finished it and that game is is just a phenom it, it it literally it literally is i if i had to give it if i had to give it a score like a grade i would give it an a and the only reason i'm not giving it an a plus is because there was a boss fight that I had that you do like right at the end, the end end scenario. Because there's been like two times where I thought the game was getting ready to end, and and it kept going. And I'm like, okay, why are we doing this? And then it would tie up another story component. And it's like, okay, now I get it. Now we're coming to the end. Okay, I see where it's going. Now. Nope, we're gonna keep going back, going a little bit further. Now, okay, now I see where the so there was like two times where I thought the game was getting ready in. And it didn't. And I was thinking, okay, why are we doing this? You know, you guys, if you ended it right here, it'd be perfect. Why are you guys doing this? And then they went on ahead. And when I got to the end, I said, okay, now I see. Now I understand. Now I get it. This is why you guys pushed it. Because there were some things that there were that that were going on like right at the end 
where I was like, why are we doing this? You, <laughs> you know, you, 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 if you ended it right here, it'd be absolutely perfect. But the fact that they didn't, when it finally did end, and you see the ramifications of decisions that were made, not even not just in in this game but from the first game and when you realize that there are consequences to everything that you do it it just it it, it you know by the time those ending credits rolled i was just i, I was just plotting it, i was just like man naughty dog is just they are in a, literally a class by themselves you stood up and you were like, you know, clapping for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was just, man, you know. And it's like, you know, I, I want to say some stuff, but I don't want to risk spoiling anything for anybody. The only thing I can say is like, number one, all of the criticisms, I mean, the, the unfounded criticisms about this game are, it, it, it's 100% BS. Okay. There's there's no anti-Christian rhetoric in the game. Um, there's no uh, what is it? Uh, what was the other thing that people were saying? There there's no um, a quote unquote uh, gay agenda. It's like if you don't if you if you didn't realize that Ellie was gay from the from the end of the first game. Or at least if you play the DLC, then that's your own problem. It was it was it was obvious, you know, that that was the direction that they were going with the narrative. Um, so there there was none of that, and then they and then the the thing that they did with one of the new characters was saying, "Oh my God, she's she's not feminine." She's like, "Okay." Well, if you did what she did day in and day out, I'm sorry, you're going to have biceps. You know, you're going to have traps. I mean, it, 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 they didn't just design her because that way because they wanted to. They designed her that way because if you did what she did in that game, yeah, you would have a six pack. Yeah, you would have you would be you would be looking like like you could. You, you're getting ready to sign a contract with the WWE. It, it, it's, it's. I'm sorry, but you know that's kind of sort of stuff that is that's going to be one of the side effects of doing what she had to do, in you know in that game, <laughs> you know. So and it wasn't just her; it was the dudes as well. A lot, a lot of the dudes that she was with that were doing that same type of activity. I'll say because I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, they were they were built like that too. So, you know, I, I I don't know what it what your I don't know what the agenda is. But if you don't want to buy, you know, go to go a red box, borrow it from a friend, go to the library, and and check the game out. I mean, it it deserve it it, it is very much deserving of a playthrough. So I I can't. I'm not ready to go into Ghost of Tsushima. I need to. I need to. I need to take a chill on the <laughs> on the uh, uh, some of the serious stuff right now. So I'm going to go and take a look yes. at my backlog. Fall guys. <laughs> no, 
No, I, 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 I want to play a good game still. Oh. <laughs> so I'm thinking I might I might go and wrap up Sekiro or uh, jump back into Devil May Cry or something like that because I still need to finish I still need to finish those two games. But man, uh, Last of Us Two is is literally. It, it 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 truly is a phenom all all into it and all in into itself and Naughty Dog has has pretty much established themselves as being the best overall studio in gaming right now. You know, it, is it you know are they the best action game makers? No. Are they the best? Uh, are they the best in you know like uh. RPG elements, you know, because there are RPG, very, very light, what I would consider RPG elements. Are they the best at that? No. But man, they can weave a story like nobody else. And their mechanics and their that game loop, and it coming from somebody who despises stealth in video games, I died a lot. <laughs> And you know, one of the re- one of the part the reasons why I, I I can't I didn't give it an A plus is that there was one hiccup in like one of the end scenario boss fights where I like I died three times just because I didn't have a button prompt. And it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? You know, and it's like I, I just had to I just had to figure it out. I think that boss fight, particularly that one part. They could have done it a little bit differently. It would have been a little bit more. They could have done it. That was that. They could have done it a little bit differently. I'll just say that. I I wish they would have done that a little bit differently. So that's why I give it an A instead of an A plus. But man, <laughs> it is a game that has to be played by by everybody. I mean, it's one of those games that you just can't miss. So that has been what i have been playing but unfortunately you guys are going to get into the uh avengers demo i my code didn't work so unfortunately i was not able to join you guys but i want to hear what your impressions were of the marvel avengers demo whether or not it has changed your opinion of whether you're going to get the game or not so whoever wants to kick that off just jump right in yeah, Joe, go ahead. I would like to hear what your thoughts are uh, about uh, about it. You know, I played it more than you, but I wanted to kind of start off with you um, just to, you know, see where you're at with it. It started kind of, you know, it was all mainly um, a single player. And, you know, you basically start off uh, with the incident on the bridge in San Francisco. I don't want to go into any spoilery stuff, even though you kind of see it in some of the trailers, if you do happen to watch it, if need be. But that whole sequence, basically, you're going back and forth and playing as different heroes um, on there. Black Widow, Iron Man, Thor, um, Hulk on there, and uh, kind of experiencing the um, ramifications of that event that happened on there and so uh, from there then uh, you are tasked after the ramifications from that event to bring the avengers back together on there and that's all brought forth by miss marvel which is what kamala khan on there so and uh 
Yeah, the gameplay itself, um, it's just playing through that introductory sequence where you going back and forth between the different heroes seemed like it was cool. It's just that the, at the same time, I was trying to get used to con the, the controls and everything. Uh, pretty much there's a standard control um, set for all the different heroes on there. So like, you know, the light and heart attacks are the same buttons with each hero on there. The dodge is the same, of course, uh, holding R2 to you know, bring forth whatever the meter is to, you know, do a stronger attacks if need be. Um, obviously, same button presses to do uh, supers and the other boost attacks. Kind of similar to, like, if you're playing something like Destiny, where you, you're queuing off some different powers and that kind of thing on there. Um, also, in the demo, at least, you're picking up random gear through chest on there. It's kind of amusing to see Hulk in his, you know, big, you know, green um, hulked out glory sitting there kicking a um, chest open and grabbing items out of a chest. Like, <laughs> yeah, with his big toe. Yeah, with his big toe. It didn't, didn't seem like something the Hulk would really care about per se, you know, but you're sitting there opening chests and destroying random items to go on a loot hunt on there. And, you know, from what I, I at the end of the, demo weekend i opened up some of the multiplayer so i was playing with des and with one of our listeners uh, jason surgeon fire on there and uh you know if the progress was actually going to carry over to the actual game i would have cared more but i just want to get a kind of a taste for it you know especially since that taste is not going to be permanent per se it's just enough for me to understand where the game is coming from uh i'm you know, curious as far as once the game launches, how well it's going to do on that. I'm just hoping that there's enough content, especially because this is a games as a service, you know, whether um, they'll have enough to keep me interested. You know, maybe it's a point that uh, I'm going to, you know, min-max multiple characters on there. Uh, like Desmond was saying over the weekend, I kind of almost wish you were able to create your own hero uh, versus just playing these set standard Avengers on that. So yeah. as far as the whole Spider-Man thing, I mean, obviously it would be cool to have him in the game, but, uh, you know, I'm after playing the game and kind of experiencing everything, it's, you know, something I don't think everyone needs to be that outraged about, per se. It's not like, you know, having Spider-Man in the game is not going to prevent you from experiencing the other characters and their gameplay style and that kind of thing on that so let me let me ask you let me ask you oh, you guys let me throw this quick question out so you you guys were playing the like the same start off doing the single player right yeah with different characters well, let me ask you this are the levels designed to take advantage and to showcase the individual heroes abilities or yeah. is it kind of like a generic sandbox and you just kind of do what you do it's definitely um they definitely use uh people's abilities which i think is really kind of cool like you you use the hulk you're picking up tanks and throwing you know throwing them at people you're picking up you know slabs of their ground and throwing it at people when you're thor you're using your lightning and 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 you're shooting lightning at folks um, it's just the thing that makes it a little bit more rote is that is that 
everything everybody has the same type of attack like everyone has a a traversal you know type of movement everyone has you know uh, a medium attack you know, a light attack and a heavy attack everyone has a super everyone has a um uh a, a, a support you know uh super and everyone has like their their ultimate super you know so so in that fact that each 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 person kind of plays a little bit like the other ones it's just uh how they do it how they do their moves you know and you can always chain your combos you know it's a it's a square square you know hold square square hold triangle you know and you do a move or a square square triangle so the and you could juggle people so the the i actually enjoyed the combat i thought the combat was fun but that opening sequence you are on rails you know meaning that you are going from point a to point b to point c you know and and that's just you know how they how they decided to open up the narrative and you fight taskmaster which is you know a pretty good fight you know uh, i thought that fight was really good because you cannot spam your your attacks against him because in the in the game sorry in the comic books he has um photographic reflexes so if he can see something you know he can do it perfectly so you have to vary up your attacks when you attack him and i thought that was really really good and, and there was different phases in the attack and they did have various different button prompts one of the things that i enjoyed was you're literally you know flying you know taskmasters has a jetpack and you're playing as black widow and you jump on him and you have to you know do these button prompts sort of like the old school uh um uh, kratos stuff from um from god of war where you'd have to do your you know your 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 button timings you know when you're when you're on top of a god and you're pulling their wings out or whatever you sort of have to do that and then you land and you have to fight him and and i thought it was pretty good like i enjoyed it i thought i thought while while they all were similar they were different enough to, to make me feel that i was playing someone different each time that i chose someone there are definitely people for me that stood out i thought iron man was great i thought his selection of of moves was was great you know you could actually equip him with three different types of attacks which was like a, a repulsor ray an actual laser and a laser and, and actually missiles and and then that changed your play style you know well it changed the way it looked you always did, you know, light, light, heavy, but but when he executed the heavy, it was different, you know. And I thought that's what I thought was really cool. When you had the 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 laser, um, equipped he and you did your combo, he would basically swing the laser around, hitting everyone in a 360. Whereas when you had the rockets, um, equipped, you would do it and then you would you know shoot a you know a missile at somebody. So it it was all different. Um, where where it kind of lost me was it it its presentation really seemed like um like you would buy seasons like and you had a progression chart you had your character card and then you would you play and you would get rewarded for playing you know and then you'd have like seasons and you try to get all of the all of these different costumes for that season and the season would reset in a couple months and then you and then you'd do that grind again and you would get all this different you know um all this different like materials or different nameplates on all nameplates are is just the little thing on the upper right hand corner or left hand corner uh which would be a panel from a comic book or something you know, just show how cool you are. But and and I guess if and if you got comic books that are found in the world, 
they would give you certain certain um um uh, pluses or uh, pluses or perks to your or or you know monetary not monetary um percentage increases in your like stats and stuff so i mean i could see where people would look at this you know and can can kind of like sink some time into it but i'm uh, the games as a service model worries me because like this is a game that you're going to just experience you know, you're not going to beat it. You're literally just going to, you know, they're going to roll in missions. You're going to pick your favorites, you know, and then you and a squad of four, which is interesting because you don't have to have anyone else play with you. You know, you will, when you go into a mission, you'll always have three other people, you know, with you that fight with you. It's always a team-based game. You can turn on, you know, your friends and your friends can come in and pick a character and that's it. There's no, there's no duplicate characters. I thought that was very fun. You can't be two Black Widows or two Iron Men or whatever, you know. Uh, one of my only disappointments was the way the Hulk played. I thought the Hulk was weak. He felt weak. And this is the Hulk, the strongest Avenger. Yet, like, his movement was really awkward. I was constantly getting downed with him. And it's just like, you know, Hulk should not be being, like, the Hulk should not be getting downed so easily. So I, I think they need to rebalance the Hulk. Um, But overall, I thought it was... I had fun with it. You know, I'm not going to cancel my pre-order. I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it. Um, I'm going to see what's going to happen with it. Um, but I'm my hope is that it has the ability to sustain itself um, and get past um, the 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 stench of of um, uh, a um, uh, the past the stench of being a service game. You know, so because I think there is a good game in there somewhere, and I, and I love the 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 villains. Aim has always been one of my favorite, you know, uh, characters or uh, organizations from the from the comics. So to see them get their just due is, I think, is fantastic. Um, um, hopefully we'll see. Um, uh, what's the big faced guy, Joe? You remember him? Um, the big uh. No, 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 no. From AIM, he was the... Uh, oh, I, I forgot. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's the big face guy. I can't remember his name. If, in the Modoc? Modoc. There it is, Modoc. Yes. So hopefully we'll fight Modoc and, and all that good stuff. But I had fun with it, you know. Unfortunately, Kevin could not play with us uh, as his, his, uh, his pre-order code was bunk. And I think that's <laughs> shitty. So I can't believe that. Uh, let us know. You know, in the comments, if you if you had a shitty or a bunk uh, code and you couldn't play it, even though you pre-ordered it, because that's some bull right there. Like, I'm sorry. All of you guys listening, I mean, next weekend is going to be everyone on PS4 has the ability to be able to play it uh, next weekend. It's open beta for everyone. You don't have to have a pre-order or anything like that. So if you want to try the game with us and, uh, you know, let us know. You know, give us a message on PSN and or on our Twitter feed. and. Uh, let us know when you want to play it, and we'll play with you if need be. Uh, there is a lot of single-player uh, content to go through first before you're able to multiplayer it up, but uh, that's something to keep in mind on there. All in, we didn't mention, but uh, we've been playing what uh, Fall Guys as well. So, uh, Fall Guys was fun. I enjoyed Fall Guys. Yeah, Fall you Guys know, is the uh, PlayStation Plus game of the month from uh, Devolver Digital. Yeah, and it's free. Okay. Yeah. It's free and and watching you know Joe struggle is kind of funny. <laughs> I enjoyed it. 
I did did pretty good on my last one, so I you did. Sort of, so. so I can't play, wait to play with you again. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for the playlist, though. Well, all right then. Well, thank you guys for sharing uh, your opinions of the Avengers demo. So now we're going to jump into the next topic on our docket, which is going to be the news. So Trader Joe, why don't you kick things off and let us know what's been shaking in the gaming industry? Okay, well, first things off, I want to kind of talk about a leak. And this is kind of a unique leak because of the fact that um, it got leaked from a controller out for sale on that. So in the Chicago area, seemed like uh, people put up a, a, a white Xbox controller on offer up on there. And uh, it was a robot white Xbox controller. But after looking at it, it's basically the same controller that was leaked in a reddit thread about i would say about a week ago because it has the same um d-pad crosshairs as the series x um controller coming out and so within the literature for the controller um there is a mention that the controller is compatible with the xbox one windows 10 android ios and the xbox series x and the xbox series s on there so um. <laughs> so yeah it's kind of funny but uh uh so people were saying that uh, there's a possibility that this uh, controller might have been stolen from a best buy in chicago because there was a riot after a shooting last night <laughs> on there because of a um african-american gentleman being shot by the cops of course and there was uh, severe looting and so there was a best buy in the chicagoland area that did get looted so there's a possibility this controller was placed on offer up because of the fact that it got stolen out of a storeroom at a Best Buy on there. But yeah, I didn't really dig into that aspect of it, but just seeing the fact that uh, this controller is out in the wild, it is uh, has Series S on the uh, particular box, just kind of shows you that Microsoft's not good at keeping secrets. So. But uh, a Microsoft spokesperson offered the following statement on there. We have a lot in store for Xbox in 2020 and can't wait to share it with you. However, we have nothing more to announce at this time. So. So I'll take a look at that, but it's confirmation that the Lockhart and the Series S does exist. Now what it is, we'll have to wait and see. On uh, I know Jeff Grubb, um, VentureBeats, uh, uh, editor, if need be, stated that they will probably see an announcement within the next two to three weeks. So, so any th thoughts, you guys? I mean, I know it's either Series X or nothing for both of you gentlemen. I'm assuming, right? Your desire to do anything with a, with a, Xbox. yeah. It's like I just don't like if I'm gonna get one, I'm gonna get the the main one. You know, probably. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna get anything, and I'm kind of wondering. And would this be the one that doesn't have a disk drive? So sort sort of be like the 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 S that we have now? Is it you know? It'd be like the uh, Xbox One SAD. The, oh, it'd be like the SAD. Okay. Yeah, yeah all digital because yeah, the Xbox One S had, does have a disk drive. Yeah, that's what I thought because I have that. So yeah. huh? All right. Well, I mean, people gonna people gonna Xbox how they Xbox. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's like the worst one of the worst kept secrets for sure. So yeah 
on that. So, but that white controller does look pretty cool. So, all right. Next thing to talk about was PlayStation State of Play that happened this past week on there. So it wasn't a like main tentpole uh, show on there, but they did show a number of different games, a number of different titles on there. Um, they had a focus on uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, I thought the gameplay in that looked pretty good on there. A lot of uh, platforming going back and forth on there. Uh, and you could play as Coco in the entire game on there. Not Ice-T's Coco, but uh, the Coco <laughs> Crash Bandicoot universe on that. And uh, Dingo Dial's a playable character, which is the first for the series. And, of course, you could play as the villain as well on there. Any interest in Crash Bandicoot for you guys? I'm a pass on that one. I mean, I might buy it for Paul, but again, I never really played Crash Bandicoot, so I never really saw what the uh, draw was. So, um, yeah, this is. I mean, I'm probably not going to do it. What about you, Kev? You, you, you got a place in your heart for a Little Crash Bandicoot? Yes and no. Uh, I played it on. I played. I can't remember the first one for sure. I mean, I thought it was okay, but I was never, like, a super Crash fan. But, I mean, some of the bonus things that they're doing are kind of dope. Like, you know, where you have to spin to, like, when you're, it, there's that one mode where it's all white. So you're, like, in an all-white background and foreground. And you have to spin to add the color so you know where to go. And they have this other one. They have, like, this, uh, you know, like, silent movie mode where they where the uh, the frame rate gets cranked up so it plays like a like an old silent movie and it looks like an old silent movie and so they're doing some really creative things i also did notice that there's a lot of rail grinding so it's like they borrowed from uh, ratchet yeah it seems like they did. they did a lot of borrowing from ratchet and it, you know it it looks okay, but you know, I don't know. It, it it might be something I would have to pick up on a on a sale or something. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the full price of the, that game is going to be, but I, I, I do it. like the fact that they're doing some new stuff. That that it's, much uh, is cool. Toys for Bob, which have done like the Skylander series and also did the um, uh, Spyro uh, remaster that came out. So. So, you know, I, I'm enthused about it. I think it's pretty cool that, you know, besides the Mario game, that there is an actual indie main platforming game coming out that is a, you know, triple A quote unquote experience on there if need be. So, this, you know, because usually platformers kind of get sh uh, short strip nowadays. They're not considered as being, you know, main tentpole releases if need be, but it is a $60 uh, release on that. So, all right. Uh, they also showed uh, Hitman 3, and they announced that the Hitman 3 will be playable in VR on there. In fact, the entire Hitman trilogy will gain PlayStation VR support on there. So you should be able to play Hitman 1, 2, and 3 in VR if need be. So exciting news for VR owners. Um, Spelunky 2 was shown on there, and it's going to be out on September 15th on there um i'm a big fan of the first one so i'm definitely going to be checking that out i'll be buying that day one kind of going to see it to see if there's going to be a physical release but i'll probably just 
commit to getting the digital version if need be. If you're not familiar with Spelunky, there was a game that originally came out on Xbox 360, like back in 2008, on the uh, when the you know, Xbox Live Arcade was like going like the summer of arcade on there. But it's a uh, roguelike like um, game, not unlike Steam World Dig, where you're just digging and going underneath procedurally generated enemies on there and there's a lot more of uh items you could collect in this one uh characters you could uh, play as on there and they're trying to kind of weave a story into the procedurally generated levels as well so i'm, I'm pretty excited for this on that so i'll definitely be checking it out it comes out on september 15th for the ps4 uh, they also showed control expansion 2 which is the alan wake expansion on there so if you're a fan of remedies uh, prior titles on there. Uh, they're going to kind of weave control Alan Wake, and they didn't make an announcement that their next game is going to be in the same universe as both of those games. So, uh, Vader Immortal got announced for PlayStation VR, so that will be out on August uh, 25th. That is a game that was previously released for Oculus Rift and other PC VR platforms on there. On that, I know both of you guys, even if it's Star Wars, I don't know if this is something enough to play that my house kind of thing does or not but nobody not oh no no go on that vr business so i just i never was a fan of it like i get it and i think that the like they're gonna keep working on it i think it's great but i never i never got into it you know and, and for and if you're the folks that like to do that more power to you but it was just something that just never really got me so yeah, that, you know, I haven't really dabbled with my VR as much, so, and my PlayStation VR, and I'll definitely, I, it's one of the next things, projects I'm doing around the house is to get everything connected and ready to go, and uh, I want to definitely play some of the backlog VR games I have on the PlayStation 4, and definitely let you guys know here once I dive into that, so. Uh, next game that was shown was a, a pretty interesting, like, uh, sci-fi action game called uh, Eon Must Die on here. I think this is one of the games that kind of caught your eye, Kev. It did, indeed. Yeah, it, it's a uh, unique beat-em-up in introducing breakneck risk-reward gameplay, innovative tactical fighting, and RPG alignment systems on there. The game looks pretty crazy looking. I know it's part of the um, China project for uh, uh, Sony on there. It's being published by Focus uh home interactive on there but there was a little bit of a controversy after the game was announced because i guess the original dev uh stated that there is allegations of uh crunch harassment and abuse at the studio on there i guess uh you know they're looking into it at the moment focuses but uh you know it's kind of sucks that you see all this beef come out from a like a uh youtube post on there from someone and uh we'll have to take a look whether uh, this is all in the mix i hope it doesn't uh, uh cause any issues with the game because the game looks phenomenal at least from what i've saw so looks like on that so. heavy metal oh what'd you say you said it looks like tron meets heavy metal yeah you're old enough yeah. to remember that that old old animated movie in heavy metal yeah no look we look pretty cool uh, definitely something you guys should check out if you have a chance to check out some of the footage from the state of play 
Uh, next game was shown was a new announcement for a game called Hood Outlaws and Legends on there. It looks like it's a, a multiplayer PvPBE, so it's like player versus player versus environment heist game on there. It's based in the uh, lore of Robin Hood on there, so it's a multiplayer Robin Hood game on there basically. And so it's going to be out for PS5, PS4, Series X, Xbox One, and PC in 2021 on there. It's being developed by uh, Sumo Digital on there so it, i think it looked interesting i'm not sure if i'll be in the pvpve kind of stuff uh any thoughts kev i know you kind of took a cursory glance at this right yeah i saw it. it looks interesting but i'm i'm just not i'm just not that multiplayer dude yeah uh also they showed a, a game that's on the pc that's coming out for playstation 4, 4 called the pedestrian that's a uh, puzzle game it looks like and it has really unique viewpoints far as in the graphical style here it's almost like you're moving from like an outdoor uh like um road signs and you're moving back and forth and there's some environmental aspects to it that would be something good for puzzle players on that so uh they showed another story sequence and more footage from bug snacks which is going to be out for ps4 ps5 on that so um you know i i'm will keep an eye on this i'm not all into bug snacks like it was from the uh, initial ps5 reveal event on here so it might be something i'll check out later on is that something des that caught your eye before during the uh, ps5 initial reveal about bug snacks <laughs> no not really but okay but um i mean i'll play at your house you're not gonna play at my house i'm probably not gonna buy it so well, <laughs> well, darn. Too bad. It's not like you're COVID. You're going to come around my house all that often anyway. So. <laughs> That's true. All right. And then another game that showed was something that kind of caught my eye a little bit. It's called this game called Anno uh, Mutatum on there. It's coming out in um, December of 2020 for PS4 on here so it's an action adventure game with rpg elements set in the cyberpunk world and there's some unique mix of pixelated 2d and 3d graphical styles on there and so i just thought the um trailer was kind of striking on that and this is another one of these games that is a part of the china hero project on there so this is like another um thing where it's coming from like mainland china if need be that sony's uh kind of commandeering some like independent games from that region of the world on there i know where when we're at playstation experience there was a number of different games at the uh, china joy um booth if need be that we played on that from the china hero project so on there any interest in this kev i know it's some, one of the games that was on my radar i don't know if you remember this one from the state of play or not so I remember it. I uh, I remember the title. I don't remember a whole lot about, or even if they did show the gameplay loop of it, if it was or if it was just like a cinematic trailer. Gotcha. I'd have okay. to review it again. That's all good. Yeah, it kind of caught my eye though, and it definitely is something that I'm going to be uh, checking out. It'll be out in December. So um, they showed quite a bit, like six, seven minutes of this game called Pathless, which is by the creators of Abzu on there and i thought that gameplay was pretty interesting you play as a uh, 
kind of a Zelda-esque warrior, bow and arrow with the, you have a hawk that you maintain as well, and you're going back and forth between the light and the dark world and that kind of thing on there. I'm not doing it justice, but uh, it's one of the games that kind of stood out to me on there. One of the things I appreciate about the state of play too is that they gave um, all the creators chance to kind of introduce and talk about their game versus you just dealing with a narrator or just, you know, with your standard rote, uh, you know, um, you know, trailer movies if need be on there. We actually got to see uh, a significant amount of gameplay with some of these reveals. So I did think that uh, the, the China hero looked pretty good too from the stuff that I saw. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where that's going to go. Um, so about the Anno Mutatum? Uh, no, the one, no, the one that was from, um, from China. Is that the one? No, that's the, that's the one I just talked about the cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, it looked pretty good. Good deal. But do you think, do you have any thoughts on the pathless at all? Um, again, another one that looked pretty good. Uh, I want to actually, um, like play them. You know, I want to I want to uh, see what's going on. Um, and the one from China, uh, it looked pretty like it was the it was the wandering like a wandering swordsman. Or am I getting something mixed up for that one? Uh, wandering swordsman. Are you talking yeah. about the neon looking one? Am must die or which one are you talking about? Mm. Mm. Or are you I talking about path, the pathless maybe? I think it might be the pathless but it, it, regardless um i'm happy for for games like this to come out okay All yeah right. i kind of i kind of like the pathless too um the uh i i really i really did like the 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 that boss fight that they showed with your flow and you're both in when you had to evade it by staying remaining still and you know in its path of sight and then once you uh opened up the the temple uh, to expose the thing's weakness, you know, the kind of like the chase down and the confrontation with that uh, that giant monster looked kind of interesting. Kind of kind of reminded me as as you were running behind it, kind of gave me some uh, Panzer Dragoon feels. Uh, the the way that you had to the way that she was uh, lock kind of locking on to certain parts of the creature with her arrows so i, I kind of dug that so it's definitely what i'm going to be looking at yeah i love the fact that you you know you have to maintain your eagle too mm-hmm. in that you actually have to groom the eagle every so often to maintain it on there so and so it's and the going back and forth especially when she was fighting that boss on there like you're stating you know it's just like her having to hide out a little bit and uh sneak up and attack if need be on there one thing to keep in mind is this game is going to be out for ps4 as well as ps5 so even though during the state of play they just showed ps5 footage on that so you can keep that in mind especially if you're not going to upgrade immediately if need be on here so uh, another game they've shown with this uh, crazy looking anime game uh, called genshin impact on there so genshin impact's kind of interesting a lot of people were kind of trying to call it like anime breath of the wild i don't think it's per se that on there but it is an open world action rpg on there this has been in like beta there's been a couple of closed betas on here but uh, this is a a free-to-play game it's actually going to be out for uh, ps4 and pc and android and it's coming out for switch as well 
on there. I think this is the game I think you showed me to, Desmond, a few months ago on there because there's this crazy YouTube video where I was talking about this game. It's the first time I've heard of this game on there. So do you remember Welcome. remember showing me that or showing me the, the channel at least that was showing that? No. <laughs> okay. No, I show you so much stuff. Every, I mean, like that's the one thing about video games is there's always so much stuff coming left and right. Um, trailers for this, trailers for that. You know, I, I Nintendo keeps sending, keeps keeps posting all kinds of stuff, and like only like what sixty percent of it is worth looking at. So it's like there's so much stuff that that kind of pops up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what you do in the game basically is that you develop a team of. Uh, characters to use your mastery of the elements to solve puzzles, defeat enemies, and discover the secrets of the world on there. And you have your complete freedom to build your team of characters and mixing and matching on there. Uh, The game has up to 20 unique characters with more on the way on there. And the thing about it is is that uh, there also will be dun-dun-dun PlayStation exclusive characters on there for the game. So, I mean, if you're playing on PC or on Switch, uh, you know, hopefully this is not going to create as much uh, uh, internet misery as Spider-Man being in the Avengers, if need be. But I find it interesting that it is a free-to-play game on there. So I think the gameplay loop as far as you uh, spending some money on the game is to, you know, find easier ways to pick up different characters and pick up different um uh, costumes as well for your characters on there, but you could play uh, co-op in this game uh, with up to three other friends as well. So it kind of brings almost that like uh, like uh, action RPG, like Fancy Star online type of feel to it as well. So uh, color me interested, especially if uh, the entry point is free. So on this, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to be talking about this later on this year. On uh, any interest in this game, guys? I was interested until you mentioned free to play. And then when I hear free to play, I think menus upon a menus upon menus just for the sake of menus and I don't start think doing so. that. Uh, so I'm like, eh. Either that or just like, you know, not really exciting gameplay. Like it was like I mean what they showed you know, the chick launch, launching that, you know, tactical nuke arrow or whatever she did, blowing up those orcs in that little camp. That looked very interesting. So if the gameplay is more along that type of thing, then I'm going to be interested. But if I if I load up and I have text boxes and menus and no, more it's menus. Not a, it's not an MMO. It's free to play. So I, I look at them both the same. It's not an MMO. So, so multi- I, I, I'll have to see. I'll yeah, it's not a see. multiplayer online game. You're not going to a hub like playing Warcraft, World of Warcraft, or uh, Final Fantasy XIV or anything like that. So, it's strictly an action uh, adventure RPG. So, uh, also they sh- unveiled a console version of Tim Tim, which is a game that Des talked about in an earlier episode of. Uh, our show on there. So uh, any thoughts, Des, or you want to talk about the game a little bit more as far as what it is? And it's Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pokemon. That's all it is. Online Pokemon, Pokemon, right? Yep. And I'm here for it. Bring me my online Pokemon. 
I've actually played. Uh, sorry, I actually watched people play it, and it looks fun. It's uh, finally taking the Pokemon genre and doing something, and basically putting it in an open world with with co-op play. I mean, that's literally what's happening. So if you can if you can imagine Pokemon with um um with literally um. Uh, what is it? Uh, open world where you can run around. Like Joe and I could run around, find Kevin, and we could all fight. You know, so I'm here for it. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, uh, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm ready for it. Like I'm just like, yes, this is what people have been wanting. I think, you know, much love to to Tam Tam, and I hope it finally gives uh, Pokemon a run for its money. That way they can stop making the same game over and over and over again. For sure. So. I don't know if Kevin's being well. Not, how can they make this and not get sued? That's I what I want to know. Because, like I mean, uh, some of these things look straight up. Like, I mean, I'm not a Pokemon player, but some of these things, it's like, I could have sworn I've seen these things in a Pokemon commercial. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do borrow heavily from uh, from Pokemon, so... I mean, I don't know. Uh, I looked at it, too, and I thought, wow, this is... They're not really... Uh, pushing the envelope for some of these Tam Tams. When you create a genre, I mean, how how much can you really own copyright to a genre? You know? No, it's not the genre. I'm looking at these designs. I'm looking at these character designs. I'm seeing this now. Again, I'm not a Pokemon player. I, I never played a Pokemon game. My my little nephew used to watch the the anime, and you know he was over here, and we were, and it happened it happened to be on, you know, the only one I know is Pikachu. But some of these designs look awfully familiar. Like I've seen them in a commercial, or I've seen them on a com, you know, on a Nintendo Direct show thing. It, I mean, they just it's like I know I've seen that thing somewhere before, uh, and on a Pokemon related something can't tell you the name but it looks very familiar you know that's all i'm saying <laughs> oh, I, understand. I understand where you're coming from it's just kind of i i think it's like an argument like you know if you don't play fighting games and you're seeing like ryu and ken and then you know then you're seeing like you know fighters history or world heroes or fatal fury and or you know king of fighters that everything all blends in after a while, if need be. So, Fury don't look like Ken, and, oh, I know. and Joe Higashi don't look like Ryu. Oh, I know, but I'm talking about just to think. Think of a layman, you know, someone coming in and just not being really into a genre, but uh, you know, like noticing, you know, little odds and ends, that's kind of thing. I know it is definitely Pokemon inspired for sure. So, it's like I'm, I'm playing. It's like Pokemon. I'm calling my attorney inspired. <laughs> Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon oh. attorney blue, attorney green. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're going to use the uh, litigation from the Fighters History Data East lawsuit that Capcom <laughs> brought forth, which I don't. They they weren't successful in that. So, you know, thank God for Mitsuguchi and uh, Ray on there and Rose. On yeah, there, Mitsuguchi. So. Ray wins. <laughs> Mitsuguchi loses. <laughs> Love that game, but last but, not, last but not least, this showed uh, um, some significant gameplay from Godfall on here. So, and I was and people weird. were laughing about that though. 
Yeah, I was kind of mixed about it. It looks kind of like, you know, like a Diablo-esque uh, two human. So that's what it reminds me of a little bit. No, were people saying that it was like, what is it, four-player online or something? Or something, I don't know, they, they kind of snuck in something that kind of made people be like, wait, what is this? Oh, a, damn, what's, what's I remembered. It's it's three-player um, online co-op. It's a looter um, brawler. Not brawler, but the looter uh, slasher. what they were yeah. calling it. Yeah, on there. But it kind of just looked like, you know, you, you look like a mashup of, like, Darksiders. Uh, reminded me of Two Human, if you remember that game for the 360. Yeah, two Human. <laughs> yes. Why, uh, why, why are you going to bring that up? Why are you going to bring Two Human up? Hey, Two Human's actually not too bad, and it's actually free on Xbox. Woo hoo hoo! So you could, if you ever wanted to play it on your Xbox One, why? Uh, all I had to do is invest your time. <laughs> why? Some... Why not? I think they were involved in a lawsuit on that game between that and um, Dennis Dyack Studio, which I forgot the name of the studio off the top of my head, but they wound up just making the game free on Xbox. But didn't they? But didn't they make a whole bunch of stuff with that game? Like they. They did, I mean, that's a game that they still, uh, they are still doing updates to that game, and I oh, guess no, no, they're not doing updates. That's yeah, Soul Knights. That there was a, like a lawsuit and everything. So. Oh, I don't know, but I just wow, too human. Oof. <laughs> What'd you guys? No, 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 no. Or... Sorry, sorry. It was Two Worlds Two. That's the one that they're still working on. Yeah, sorry. Two Worlds Two. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, those games. And I really wanted to like that game too. Really wanted to like it, but it was it was it was it was just bad. It was bunk. Did you like uh, Godfall, Kevin? I didn't want to meet, um kind of uh, what's your opinion I did. on Godfall? I, yeah, I did. I I've been kind of digging on Godfall since it was first announced. And I'll I'll definitely be there playing it. I'm kind of interested to, even though I'm sitting here talking ish on it. So it's like, I don't know. It's just funny to see because everyone's like, it just seems like polarizing opinions about it. So if it's as technical as they're claiming it is, I'm going to love it. If it's not as technical as they claim it is, uh, I probably won't. But, it, you know, it, it, it all comes down to how. You know, to to how all of that flows together, to all those systems flow together. The shield, the parry, you know, the blocking, the dodging, you know, how the, what you do, what moves you have available for crowd control. Because uh, I know that they had like the dual blades they were talking about focus are really good on unarmed, armored enemies and single in enemies dealing a lot of damage. You know, what are my... What are my crowd control options? What are my what are my options for defense? And you know, I know a lot of that. A lot of the game, uh, what they were talking about was that their focus was definitely offensive. You know, you're rewarded for gaining ground and not just and not really for holding or falling back. So the gameplay loop is loop is definitely offense focused, and I I like that in my beat 'em ups. So uh it's it's going to be interesting i just hope that all of those systems tie together seamlessly so when you're playing it looks like you're just you're you're watching like some type of 
uh, you know, kung fu theater on 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 strings, you know, crouching tiger, hidden dragon type stuff where you're 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 ref, you know, reflecting an attack and you're rushing up and doing a critical hit or a finisher, or, you know. I want the the combat to play out, you know, almost like a a, a ballet, and, and some of the best, you know, kind of like what uh, uh, what Ninja Gaiden Two does at at its best, or uh, even even if you're playing the first Ninja Gaiden, you know, doing the hurricane packs, where it just kind of feels like you're part of this bloody orchestrated. Uh, ballet of death on the screen so that, that that's what i'm that's what i'm hoping uh godfall is, is plays like well i'm definitely gonna play it so with you guys so we'll we'll just see you know is it gonna be a day one if you do get a ps5 death oh i have no idea you know i i i mean i'm thinking if i do get a ps5 it'll be miles morales if anything so I'm kind of curious how it does play on the dual sense as well, so we'll have to see on there what they do with that. But you know, I I just want it to be good. That's all. You know, I'm sitting there talking ish on it, but uh, I just hope they do kind of make it to where it is a great game on there. So now it's a state of play for PlayStation. So overall, good show in my opinion on there. I think they mixed up a lot of different titles very well. So overall opinion on the show guys i liked it um i i i know it, it's like whenever whenever it as these consoles get closer to launch uh whenever some whenever uh, a company is isn't hey we're going to have we're going to show you this and sony was very much up front saying what this show was and was not going to be and it's like people are like, ah, I wanted to see this. This it's like, well, they told you what you were gonna get. Yeah. You know, that's that's like that's like, you know, going to McDonald's and expecting Ruth Chris. You you know <laughs> you they show you on the menu what what you're gonna get, you know. And I I think part of that is just like next gen excitement or hype or or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It happens but, every time a Nintendo Direct's announced because everyone just loses their shit. You know? Yeah, so, you know, I want, I want my, you know, Metroid Prime Four or what is it, four, five, three? Yeah, whatever. it's four. It's four. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's what people want, and we're gonna. I want you to make it what I want, regardless of the fact that you've already told me what I'm going to get. You know, this, you know, people. But I thought the show was good. I thought I thought it was good. I, there there is life left in this current gen on the PlayStation side of the fence. If you're uh, either reluctant to or budget on a you know if you have a budget uh, you know budget it minded that you're not won't be ready to jump to next gen you know on day one, there's still plenty to play. So, and I, I think that's, I think that's the, 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 the kind of sort of the neat thing is that because, you know, Sony said, wait, well, we believe in generations, but they're not leaving the old, the old gen behind. There actually is, is stuff that was designed for that console, for, the, for this gen, 
you know, to keep those folks entertained until the, you know, until they, they decide whether or not when they're going to jump to to the five. So that was good. Five. I ain't ready to buy the five, but I'm ready for the five. <laughs> well, I think I think you'll buy one eventually. So we'll see. Right, well, definitely, you know, I'll test it out your house and then see, you know, if I want to get one. There you go. Wash your hands first. <laughs> <laughs> of course, dude. Keep the distance, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll have you play it remotely. How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Gloves and a mask. Oh, damn it. See, Joe, why'd you have to say that? You have to buy an extra controller for me now because they didn't come with two and you can't use your old ones. Darn dun, it. Dun, dun. Oh, God, they're making it so hard on me. Oh, they're going to make <laughs> me buy Miles Morales. No. Yep. Uh, Terrible. I can be on the Xbox platform where, you know, it's it's... Everyone's gonna hold hands and use the same controllers and sing Kumbaya. Yeah. Kumbaya. So, yeah. Well, next news story talking about Monster Hunter World, our favorite game, Iceborne, will be revisiting its three big limited time events upcoming this August and September. On there, so starting on August 21st, Iceborne players have a second chance to celebrate Monster Hunter's World Holiday Joy Fest on here so by completing its various limited time quest hunters can unlock the likes of the oolong armor set lucky crimson tiger pendant and uh, shishi my palico gear on there there's also a mad scavenger pickaxe which is actually a long sword a duffel penguin mask and a giant flappy scarf known as the sealed dragon cloth on there um and so Riskness is required, however, as the event will only be sticking around for about a week, wrapping up on September the 3rd. Then, on September 4th, the Grand Appreciation Fest starts on there. So, And as, as it was, as before, unlockable items here will include a handy range of Guild Palace weapons, glitzy um astral alpha plus armor set in a variety of pendants and layered armor and then last but not least uh september 18th through the 30th selena uh, will be indulging in, in his finest horticultural fancies a full bloom fest is coming near rewards include a special poogie costume some cre- deeply eerie palico gear pendants a wet fish dual blades and the Downy Cricks layered headgear on there. So so keep an eye out for this stuff. Play Monster Hunter with us if need be. Enjoy life on there. So I'll be I'll be doing this. I want that Oolong armor set. So I will be grinding that out. So yay. Stuff. And more information has been revealed about Spider-Man's appearance in Marvel's Avengers. So, so in an interview with WCCF Tech, uh, developers of Marvel's Avengers have confirmed that Spider-Man's inclusion in the game will not interact with the main story in a significant way. His story DLC will be its own story entirely. On here, as combat designer Vince Napoli said in the interview, Sony and Crystal Dynamics want the DLC to be seen as a quote-unquote cherry on top. On here, so uh, as 
we talked about previously, its status as a PlayStation exclusive up to this point has been mired in controversy on there. Um, and basically, they have confirmed that it's not going to create any sort of uh, uh, significant uh, instance where someone plays on Xbox or PC can feel like they're getting less of a game that you're excluding a portion of the game. It's basically just a, a separate uh, kind of DLC to play. It's not going to interact in any sort of way. And so uh, to me, after reading this, it's like, okay, it's much ado about nothing for most of these peeps out here. What do you guys think? Uh, hey, they want it, you know, good for them, I guess, for trying to I don't know. I mean, it's like they had to appease them and be like, hey, you know, it's not going to be anything, you know, that you can miss out on. So I, I'm happy for it. I'm I'm still, you know, going to play it. Um, I don't know what people are expecting. Um, as long as I can play as Spider-Man in the um, and, you know, and, and take him out and, and fight as a as a as him and as a companion that's fine. Like if, if all he has like maybe one or two story missions, that's fine. As long as I can just get that extra player to play, you know, that's, that's fine to me. That's I'm, I'm all good. So. And uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but the um, demo was data mined a bit. So, and there's been some codes in the game. directly referring to She-Hulk, Kate Bishop and War Machine in the hero card section. So, so those are might be some additional characters that might be coming down the loop. I hope I don't spoil anything for anyone. You probably already there. did, but that's fine. And then also, too, there's been some severe rumors about Captain Marvel being included into the mix. Yeah, they've, well. that's been a rumor for a long time, given yeah. even when you see Kamala Khan's uh, room, I guess, in the in the in the game it's, and that was alluded to uh given some of the figures and the stuff that she has in her room when you meet her in the game so yeah i think it's easy money that captain marvel is going to be in the game at some point whether and again she's not going to be the the captain marvel that we're used to or that you see in the movies because i think if if we got the captain marvel if we got the captain marvel that we saw in the movies she'd just be way too powerful so so that's yeah. fine you know, I'm I'm ready to see what they're gonna do with it and and how it's going to you know how she's going to be portrayed. So I think it's gonna like I'm I think it's gonna be great. Good deal. Any thoughts, Kev? People need to just you know tell whatever whatever box that you prefer to play on. Tell them to get their asses out there and secure some deals. And then you can be happy about that. You know, don't get mad at don't get mad at what the competition is doing to make their client base happy. You know, get on the case of your preferred platform and tell them to do the same. Games over services. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, there's. I think they pulled back the WB games. They're not going to sell their gaming division now, so they are keeping it. So, all right. That means they did. That means somebody that they didn't get enough uh, dollars. New cakes. Yeah. They didn't know the money, the money bag, money. There weren't enough money bags. And that's the thing, you know, and that's the thing. It's like. It was right there. I mean, they could have just made put in the bid, right? Put in the bid, 
Batman and Mortal Kombat alone would have been worth would have been worth the cost. It would have been worth the cost. You ain't done. You ain't done nothing with with uh, uh, a with uh, what was that fighting game they that, that not not Power Instinct. What did I say? Power Instinct. That fighting game was good. Uh, uh, Killer Instinct. You ain't done nothing with Killer Instinct. You let that die on the vine. Mortal Kombat would be like that. You know, just that. Would be worth would be worth the cost of cutting the check. But if you're getting Batman too, come on. Superhero on one platform, superhero on the other platform. Let's go. You know, build some desirability for those who are not already locked in. Wow. I would buy. I would buy. Um. A a the next box if. If we had some really good kind of like you know um, Batman games coming out, I mean that sounds kind of cool actually. Yeah, Batman on Xbox. Oh, Series X is bought. Series X is bought. No question. But, mm. but that's not how the new Microsoft do things. You know. Yeah. Heaven forbid they'd probably just mold it into Games Pass where, you know, <laughs> you get, you know, you, oh, you get to fight the Joker this season. Oh, but next season you get to fight Two-Face and we'll open up this other section of the city that's closed off to you right now. God. Yeah. Well, speaking, speaking of Xbox, I do have some uh, newly announced Xbox Game Pass titles for the month of August that's been announced. And they got quite a few, uh, they got varied range of stuff bringing out for games pass so uh it's already happened but darksiders genesis and the dark pictures anthology man of dan are both coming console as of uh, august the 6th on there they're also bringing out a couple of indie titles including uh this cool game called uh, trail makers that i happen to check out it seems like a, a procedurally generated like vehicle game games as a service like uh minecraft but you create vehicles and so on and so forth. Uh, really cool uh, roguelike um, game called Undermine on there, and then also this uh, really cool um, top-down uh, twin-stick shooter called Xenocrisis that's been previously like released for like the Neo Geo and uh, for the Sega Genesis of all things on there. So that's finally making its way out the console and the and PC. On that, also Final Fantasy VII HD will be hitting Xbox Games Pass. Not the Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VII remake, but the port of the original PC game that will be out on August the 13th. On that, that was the game that everyone got trolled with at the PlayStation Experience, <laughs> if you remember that. On that, so but uh, those are coming to Games Pass. Uh, there's a few games leaving, including Devil May Cry 5. Uh, being the most noteworthy on that, so yeah, I, I I almost uh, pulled the trigger on Darksiders Genesis more than once. So maybe both I'll... me and Des own it. We haven't really played it, so we haven't played it. Like I wanted to, but we just never got around to it. 
Uh, when it came out in February, it was like there was other games came out at the same time, and it's mm -hmm. like I had every intention. So, so we all three own Game Pass, so maybe we we'll have to fire it up. You know, I know you subscribe right for a minute, at least, Ken. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm only gonna get it when it's on, on, on sale. You're not gonna play on Games Pass if you want to do some three-player multiplayer or something. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I'm only gonna, I'm, I have it now because I have, I got like three months. They, they, Amazon had it for like nineteen or twenty bucks at some point, and that's when I got it, and I just only activated it maybe like a week or so ago. But that's that, that's when I'm only gonna be grabbing Game Pass when I see it on the deal. I'm not gonna pay for. Oh, I know. But since you have it now, do you want to play Darksiders maybe? In the next it's a two-player yeah. game. Yeah. It's only a two-player? Yeah, it's only a two-player game, though. So We'll alternate. There we'll you fun. go. <laughs> we'll alternate. <laughs> okay. All right. And then last but not least, uh, there was some news about the Intellivision Amico. Uh, they had a uh, special event on there. And uh, let me go and bring that up real quick. Indeed, they did, and actually, that's just a link to the to the uh, YouTube video, which is like yeah. an hour and something long. But uh, I meant to take notes on it, didn't get around to taking notes, so I'll just give my give. I'll try and be brief because I know there's only like maybe one or two people out there that listen to our show that probably give a dang about this. But um, Amico, the Intellivision is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's my was technically my first console so when i first heard about this thing coming out i was cautiously super hyped uh but the more i learned about it the more excited i became and you know tommy tallarico is just one of those people in the industry that you just kind of think is probably just like a really likable person uh and that came that really came out in the uh in this uh showcase event the original date was supposed to be in uh october uh and it was supposed to and he, and he mentioned it was really surprised that he went this personal that he mentioned that he was he wanted to launch it in memory of his uh his late sister uh regarding to that day I don't I can't remember if he mentioned if that date was her birthday or it might have been the date that, that she passed but he had made a told his parents that you know we are going to incorporate you know this product in you know in in some way in remembrance of her uh, but due to covid uh, that release date has been pushed back to April of next year specifically April 15th for uh read for it being available in retail and april the third for those who did like what i did pre-order the founders edition uh so you're very upfront uh with that i'm not going to talk about every game that they showed i'm just going to mention a couple the ones that really uh caught my eye uh missile command was <laughs> I've already, I've always kind of dug Missile Command. It, it's, you know, from the arcade, um, and it, they've got an interesting spin on it. And, and I, you know, I can't remember the names of the people. A lot of these people that are developing have a long and storied history in gaming, working for different companies over the course of their 
you know, their decades long careers. And now many of the people that they interviewed and who are doing projects for Amico now had their own smaller developers, development companies. So uh, even though these companies are not necessarily big, they are, there are just decades and de upon decades upon decades of game development experience, you know, amongst all of them. And, and that was cool. Uh, so Missile Command was kind of interesting. You know, they have like a mode where like the city, you know, there are cities all around the screen and there's like a like a competition. There's like a versus mode that you can do with multiplayer. Um, the game that I think I was most impressed with was Moon Patrol. Uh, Moon Patrol is one of those games that I don't whenever when, when I was a kid, me and when my mom would take me grocery shopping. And there was this, there used to be this Vons, and it was kind of out of the way from where we lived, but for whatever reason, because uh, uh, for what uh, there was, I think there was something in, in particular, like like that particular Vons was the only place where they sold okra or something like that. So whenever my mom would have this this hankering for okra, she would take me to this particular Vons, and that this Vons had, at first they, at first they had a Scrabble or a Scramble game, which I would, which I played, and then they, they eventually replaced that, and they had a Moon Patrol game in there, and I that was just one of the games that I just love to play, and the Moon Patrol that they're doing for Amico just looks super dope. <laughs> I mean, it, it does, and it, it it's still the same basic gameplay. Uh, what's kind of cool is that they had the producer for the original Moon Patrol. Um, I believe his name was Scott, uh, and I, I can't, I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name because I'm probably be getting it wrong. But uh, he was working with Irem at the time, and he was the lead producer for Moon Patrol. He talked a little bit about, you know, the tricks that they did to make to try and, to try and simulate a three-dimensional uh, view, you know, on a 2D game. And then they just showed what they were doing. Uh, and he was, uh, Tommy hired him as, you know, a technical advisor for the, for the Moon Patrol Redux that they're doing on the Amico. And it looks like it plays just like the freaking original. And I love that. It looks like the controls are tight. Jumping over, jumping, and you know, adjusting your your jump length, you know, mid jump, which was key element in the original Moon Patrol. All all that, all those little details in that basic of basic gameplay from the original is there in this one, and it just looks looks like freaking amazing. So. I was all about Moon Patrol. They showed a little bit about um dungeons and dragons cloud cloud mountain they don't have the dnd license so they're just calling it cloud mountain and it it's basically like a remake of the original game that i have on Intellivision, which i still have my Intellivision all the original games and uh that game looks phenomenal talked a little bit about um and, and you know some of the uh uh they've got the the, the guys from uh 
bit that did the bit trip series are doing breakout and it it looks really good and you know the the bit trip games have a really funky soundtrack uh i mean they're all based off arcade old school you know in television 2600 era gameplay mechanics all the bit trip games are like that and i think they had one that was like totally based off of uh, breakout well this time they're they actually you're using the breakout license and they're making a game around it and putting their own bit trip spin on it it looked really dope and the um i guess the last game that i will mention was um uh they had they showed a little bit of earthworm gym and it it, it looked <laughs> It looked really good. I mean, it, it looked like something. It looked like uh, the guys at Rayman did it, and that's a good thing. So, I mean, they didn't show any. They showed the gameplay was just Earthworm Jim running from one side of the screen to the to the next, and that was the only gameplay that they showed because they said it was really early. It's still fairly early in development, but that is an exclusive to the Amico. Um, and that was one of the things that was pretty much hammered home throughout this whole thing is that they're all all of their games are exclusive. Now I think they kind of play they kind of play fast and loose <laughs> with the term exclusive in some of these games because they'll say we have an Amico exclusive version of this game, which means that there's other versions of it on other platforms but you know this is the only place where you can get the amico version of this game so so i mean they they kind of took a page out of xbox when they start talking about you know world console timed exclusive that releases on a saturday you know so they kind of play kind of fast and loose with some of that stuff so there was them, there was some huh give them the benefit of the doubt man so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm mean, as as believe me, as much as a of a of a fanboy of, as I am with Intelligent, I kind of keep I got to keep it a hundred. But there was some cool stuff that I liked about it, but there was some also some stuff that has me a little bit concerned, and that being like if I had if I had to base my interest on the new content that they showed. I was only probably interested in about maybe 20% of the content, maybe pushing it 30% of the content that they showed. A lot of this stuff looks like it should be played on, can be played on your iPad or your Android tablet. I mean, the graphic stylings, a lot of this stuff is like straight out of straight straight out of candy crush and i'm um, and i mean their they their focus you know and i i i appreciate that their focus is like you know and they're saying that well you know they're asking us you know how are you know tommy was up there talking about you know the uh how amico is going to fit you know with the big boys and you can tell which big boys he was talking about he was talking about PlayStation and Xbox because they're to all oh, these, you know, 
hardcore gamers, right? You know, they, they use the word hardcore a lot. And, you know, they're trying to bring in the casual, you know, and the, you know, those people that don't consider themselves gamers, but are be able to look at this and pick up the controller and jump right in and play. And a lot of the people that they have on their teams and their marketing, distribution, engineering, all kind of fit in that. You know, maybe there are people that played a lot in their youth, but now they're adults, they got kids, they don't have time to play. So, you know, I bring back the old days when, you know, everybody was sitting around in the living room and just, you know, being able to play a game. Okay, that that's great. But what they're not talking about is the fact that they're one of those big boys is called the Nintendo Switch. And the Nintendo's, if you're trying to get these people with kids who don't have a connection, now maybe the parents do, but the kids don't. The kids don't have a connection with Intellivision, right? When Lil Timmy wants to wants to get his get his console, and all his friends are talking about Mario Brothers, and some of those games, you can either find those exact same games, or games very similar to it on the on the Nintendo Store. I mean, that's gonna be a hard that's gonna be a hard sell. The Amico. Is a $250 box. That's a hard sell when you're looking at a $200 Switch Lite, $300 Nintendo standard Nintendo Switch that has a lot of either those some of those exact same games that they were mentioning on top of or games that are very, very similar to that on top of Mario, on top of Zelda, on top of all those you know that that you know that digital store with those 8-bit Nintendo games I mean all that stuff it, it it's going to be a very it's a it's a it's a hard sell and like one of the games that they were really proud of because uh, they spent a lot of time talking about it showing the development the development uh artwork and I know I'm going a little bit long I did I really didn't plan on going this long with this particular article but is uh, this game called Finnick Fox or McFinnick Fox or something like that? And it's an action, yeah. And it is an action platformer, but it looks like you're playing it on iOS. I mean, it 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 has that graphic. You can tell when you're looking at a mobile game. You know, you can tell, and it has that Candy Crush, Boom Beach that that mobile cartoony look to it and it's just and and there were just so many games in that lineup that had that 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 had that graphic style and i understand why they're doing that because to the casual it's going to catch their eye but little timmy and little susie are st- when they, they're still going to tell their parents that they want to get a, they want to get a switch and even though and some of those games are going to be and a lot of those games are going to be on or style of game is going to be on the nintendo store and at that price point 
it, it's going to be it's it's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. So you know, for some of you folks, it's okay if you only saw like twenty percent, thirty percent of what they show that you know that you like. Why are you getting it? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because part of their library, and they have said, is to do remakes of those in, in television classic games. The Astro Smash looks a lot better than its initial than than its initial showing. The initial showing of Astro Smash had that mobile mobile glaze to it, and I was just like, I I want to be excited for this, but damn it, I can't be because it looks like something I'm playing on my iPhone. It still has that look to it, but they kind of dialed it down and they added a little bit some more detail. Um, but it looks it it looks it looks good, and you can tell. And the games that are based off in television properties don't have that mobile look to it, with the exception of maybe Shark Shark. Shark Shark does look like it 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 it's playing on a it it you can play it on an iOS on a, on an iPhone or iPad. But the and that's the reason why I want the game is because I want I want to play a remix of Space Battle, of uh, of Star Strike, of Space Hawk, of all those games that I still have on my from my, from my Intellivision, and and by the way, Night Stalker looks freaking amazing, and it, there is nothing mobile looking about those games that. That are re redos and reduxes of the original games. Those games look phenomenal, and it look like they play phenomenally. And it's that still that same basic gameplay, you know, using an updated in television controller with a disc. That thing was a torture device when it first came out. This one on the Amico looks like it's actually going to be comfortable to hold. I don't know what wizardry they did to make that work. Because it still looks like the original one, but it looks like it's going to be much more ergonomically uh, been, uh, uh, comfortable to hold and to use and to play. And they put a lot of work into the design of that, and I dig that. But the reason why I'm getting this thing is so I can get those redos and reduxes of those classic games. I'm I'm not really interested in the mobile crap. I have zero interest in that. And I'm kind of wondering just how successful they can be because, you know, how many Gen Xers who were gamers are still gamers now? And how many Gen Xers, Gen Xers who maybe are, are still gamers now are going to be willing to drop 250 on another Intellivision when their kid is all their talk, all they've got in their ears is switch, 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 switch. So I think they've got they've got a very difficult hill to climb. Uh, I got a lot of respect for 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 Tommy and what he's trying to do. I appreciate it because of my love for Intellivision. But you know, it, it it's just going to be really interesting to see how all this plays out. And the other thing that I got to give him props for is that of the retailers that they announced, they're going through GameStop, which I don't know how long GameStop's going to be around, but that's one of the retailers they're going through. They're going through Walmart. 
and they're going through Amazon. And Tallarico said, because one of the because he did a brief QA right at the end of the show. And one of the questions that was asked was, we really I really appreciate as a collector uh my physical media. Is there a plan for Amico to release physical games? And Tommy said, yes, they have a plan for physical games. And I just about did backflips because, <laughs> you know, I I think that's that's super dope. The fact that you're not just going to be limited to digital download, uh, that they are going to offer physical media for this thing if everything goes well and everything they can get their just you know their distributors lined up. So I really do really do appreciate that. He also did say that one of my favorite games of all time, which is Tron Deadly Disc on Intellivision, that they are currently in uh, talks with Disney. They have been for months in order to get Tron Deadly Disc on Amico, and I really hope that happens because Tron Deadly Disc, I used to play that game for freaking hours. A day. <laughs> And I really hope that that comes that comes to fruition because I would really love to see what an updated version of Tron Deadly Discs would look like. I mean, the way they have Night Stalker, which is the game that made me fall in love with in television the first time I played it in God Shocks, right? This department store. What they did with Night Stalker for Amico is just freaking amazing. And if they can put that same type of polish and and spin and new style interpretation on Tron Deadly Disc. Oh man, forget about it. So, <laughs> so anyway, I would talked way too much about uh, the Amico uh, show, but uh, I'm an Intellivision nerd, so I can't help it. So sue me. But, <laughs> no but that is you. what. <laughs> but that is. Uh, but that is. Uh, some of the goodness and i and like i said i i have concerns uh most because i'm buying the system for the remakes for the classic remakes that's why i'm buying the system but i do have concerns for its overall success because of the uh demographic that they're trying to go for i think that demographic is either already locked into the phone and the tablet and the kids is locked into the switch and that's going to be a hard sell especially when you're telling when you're telling these folks that they got to come off a 200 250 and switch is 200 <laughs> the light is 200 and the regular one is three so that's that's a hard battle that's a that's a rough battle to fight but i really hope that they that there are that they are able to carve out a a degree of success or enough success to keep it profitable so that these this content can can keep on coming out so so yeah that was that that's that's all i had to say about the the amico uh, gameplay showcase discussion and that evil knievel looks rough man <laughs> oh and, and you know what and that's that evil and i was going to mention that but Evil Knievel looks like a poor man's mobile game. 
I mean, that that was something like that looked like something uh, you know, a kid did learning learning flash at summer camp put together. I think I Jim mean, Andrew would probably be a better <laughs> game to play in that. Man, if it, 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 uh, okay, copy Joe Danger, slap Evil Knievel on it, and and, and you're golden. Okay, fine, do do that. And and another thing that that really kind of tripped me out and blew me away is like they had this one game that's called uh, Nitro Turbo, and it's just like they said it's an homage to the top-down, you know, arcade racing games. And I'm just like, why didn't you just call Atari and just do Super Sprint? Because that's what it should be. This game should be Super Sprint. It, it, it shouldn't be this Nitro, this 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 iOS Android looking top down funky. I mean, I get it. You got to work with what you got to do. What you can do, but. Man, I, you know, and I, I don't know if maybe they did pick up the phone and Tar was like, yo, it's going to cost this much. And Tommy was like, nah. <laughs> so maybe there was just an issue with licensing. But, bruh, just just make it super sprint because that's what it should be. And I think that in television controller is the closest thing that you're going to get to be able to duplicate that freaking steering wheel from the arcade in Super Sprint, Super Sprint would probably play fantastically on the Amico. And I just wish, you know, you know, that there would there would have been a way in order to get the actual game onto the system, you know. Uh, so the, I, I saw that and it's just like my, you know, when they, you know, they did like this kind of this brief little overview of these of this track and i'm like please be super sprint please please be super sprint and it wasn't and i'm like oh so anyway still might be decent but who knows uh <laughs> yeah but it's like bro that should be super sprint That's it's cool though we can always play it at your house so <laughs> once it's all over so yeah, we'll yeah, come over, have a swim party, and uh, we'll go play some Amico. About that. Oh yeah, well you know it'll be here, but you know I'm I'm like I said I'm in it for the classic remakes. I'm not buying Evil Knievel and Fennec Fox and you know Mattel's Hot Wheels. Mattel's Hot. No, I I I'm buying that. I, this is solely for remakes of those classic games. And that that's the only reason why I'm in it. So anyway, I I just hope that they're successful with with their game plan. So I got a lot of respect for for what Tommy's doing and what the team's trying to do. So any, any console with cornhole, <laughs> it's a console for me. I know that's free with the uh, Amico purchase. It uh, is, it is, and you know what's funny is like, and and I had to watch that, I had to watch that section a couple of times. They're doing Major League Baseball. They're doing another Major League Baseball. He just threw it out there in the beginning. Yeah. But, and then went into this cornhole thing, and like, ladies and gentlemen, there was a time where I was a fanatic about sports games, and that time was during the Intellivision because you didn't need to know anything about the sport in order to play the games. 
you know, they called it Major League Baseball. It was just the red players against the blue players. You know, whatever team there were there, you weren't playing. The, you know, it wasn't the the Cardinals against the Yankees. It was just red versus blue. But they they secured the license for Major League Baseball and just to put on the box. But those were the most fun sports games I've ever played because you didn't have to know anything about the freaking game in order to play. You know, basketball, football, you know, I hope that, you know, I hope that those classic sports games return to because I will play those games all day, every day, because you don't have to you don't need to know what an audible is and, you know, man in motion stuff and defense and offensive plays you know there were like three offensive plays and three defensive plays on in television football <laughs> and it, it, it was the most fun i've ever had in 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 those games were those sports games were just so freaking amazing it was so because they were so fun and you didn't have to know anything about the sport so i'm glad that they're that those are going to make a comeback i just hope that they're done they don't have the, the the mobile glaze on them. <laughs> anyway, I'm done talking about <laughs> the the Amigo gameplay uh, showcase, which in turn is going to bring us to our main event. So, Des, uh, why don't you why don't you kick kick off our main event discussion, man? Sure. So our main event, uh, we basically, you know, every every so often we'll put out a uh, a question. You know, this has kind of been something that we've been doing a lot more lately, which I'm actually really enjoying. And thank you so much for all of you folks who, you know, are regular listeners, people who tune in, uh, for actually sending in uh, some of your answers to these questions. You know, again, this is a community-focused show. We really want to increase, you know, um, interactions with our community. So. Uh, the question that we posed was, do you buy games to experience them or to beat them? Um, and we got a couple of really good responses. Uh, I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you like one or two right now, and then, uh, we're going to take it, we're going to take it back and, and give you our thoughts. So we got one from, uh, Captain Mike M at Captain, Captain Mike M. <laughs> Love it. Uh, he says, I don't beat my games. That's frowned upon. <laughs> However, finishing them is part of the experience. I'm in it for I'm in it for both. Okay, I can definitely agree with that. Uh, Jason Gilbertson at Jason uh, Giltak says I mostly play to experience them, and I think a lot of people. Um, that's I mean that's really basically what's happening. I mean you you regardless of whether you beat it or not, you are experiencing. Uh, that game, you know, that the developers, you know, put their heart and soul into, hopefully heart and soul into, uh, to give you that that play experience. You know, whether it's a good experience, a bad experience, or you're indifferent, you know, that's entirely up to you. So so first and foremost, we're always experiencing the game. Now, is that experience enough to make you sink 40, 50, 60 hours in it uh, to quote-unquote beat it? Or, or do you play it for, like, the game loop, like the services games? For me personally, 
Um, I most of the time experience games. Uh, there have been very few games that I've actually beaten from beginning to end. Very few, actually. Um, I I play games to experience the narrative, to see what's going on. Classic, classic example of this is Skyrim. I have played Skyrim multiple different times, and I have beat uh, quest lines. Like, I have beaten the Mages Guild, I have beaten the Dark Brotherhood, I have beaten the Thieves Guild, but I have yet, to this day beat the actual main game. And I think one day, I think I'm actually just going to sit down and do that. Um, and that's just because the experience of Skyrim is just so varied every time I play. And and I still haven't probably seen 60... I've probably seen... I probably, there's probably still like 60% of that game or, or maybe a little less that I still haven't experienced because the game was so vast. Um, and then there's games as a service where all you're doing is basically playing a storyline and that storyline is over. Destiny is another good example of this. Like you would you would play for forever long you did for whatever that installment was or that quote unquote episode was, and then you'd go back to the grind. So so for Destiny, I definitely um experienced it and then would beat um whatever storyline they had. But unfortunately for Destiny to me, the story was always secondary to the experience of playing with Kevin and Joe, playing with my friends, doing the straight, doing the raids, doing the strikes. So, so in that end, I, I wasn't playing it to beat it. I was playing it for the for the camaraderie and and the and and the loot, you know, and that kind of grind. Um, and I think that's what kind of separates. Uh, a lot of a lot of this um, the, the the question you know do you beat it or experience it? Um, I think the last game that I actually beat was um, uh, no I think I, well yeah I think it would be honestly I think it would be Mass Effect Andromeda was the last game that I that I truly beat and and the for me and I know a lot of people hated it. For me, the experience was fantastic, and it was because of the experience that I know. Sorry, Spider-Man was the last one I beat. Sorry, um, Spider-Man was the last one I beat. Um, but again, it works for either one of them. It was the experience. I was enjoying the experience of of playing a Spider-Man, the experience of playing as my created character in Mass Effect, um, and the story that 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 engaged me. So my experience kind of drove me to beat the game. Um, so, but again, I, I don't look at a game and say, oh yeah, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to beat that game. And then I just charge through it because I'm a completionist. No, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely not that. Um, that is nothing that is even remotely entered into my mind. It, it, if I like a game and I'm really liking the gameplay and everything like that, then I'll stick with it and then I'll beat it. That's just kind of how I'm, how I'm wired. Uh, Kevin, uh, what about you? Do you, um... Do you usually pick up games to beat them or just experience them? Or does your experience of the game, you know, push you to beat it? I mean, you just beat, you just beat Last of Us. Did you go into Last of Us 2 saying, hey, I'm going to beat this game? Uh, for me, it's both. I kind of agree with Captain Mike in on that. It's both. I'm not going to keep a game that I'm not going to finish. Oh, wow. If, okay. it, if it ain't worth finishing, it ain't worth, it ain't worth, it's probably not worth playing. I mean that that's the way that's just the way I that's just the way I look at it. Um there I've got a a binder filled with game discs. Some of them probably I guess maybe 50% of these games I've 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 well more than that. 
more like 70% of these games I've actually finished if they are finishable. Uh, but some of them I haven't finished. And some of these games I've had, those unfinished games I've had for a very, very, very long time. And the reason they are still in my binder is because what I played of them, this game is good. It's worth finishing. I don't know when I'm going to get around to finishing it. But at some point, I'm going to put it in, put that disc in, and I'm going to finish this game. You know, Sekido is a fantastic example of it. I've had Sekido since it launched. Have not finished that game. Devil May Cry, another uh, five is another example. Had that game since launch. Have not finished it. But from what I have played, those mechanics, uh, the, that, it, that game, the graphics, the, how the game performs, to me says it's worth finishing. Therefore, that's why I haven't traded them in. Haven't taken them back. They're still there, and though they'll, they'll at some point they will be finished. So for me, it's a combination of both because I'm not going to hold on to a game that 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 is not worth finishing if it if it can be finished. So that 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 that's my that's my viewpoint on it. Oh, well, all right. Uh, so Joe, uh, what is your thoughts, my friend? Uh, for me, I do purchase a lot of games and I kind of want to experience all of them. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you see me kind of chasing after my own tail sometimes and gathering a collection of games and so on and so forth. And I want to become better to experience more of my catalog of games on there, much less to even take the time to actually beat them. A lot of times I, I get kind of um attracted to the newest shiny and so i'll get distracted uh from playing the game and then i'll go back to it after a while on there wondering where i'm at where i'm resuming and kind of getting the feel for where um i want to continue to play i have a hard time i guess maintaining multiple titles at once on there it seems like right now especially this week i've been buffeting crackdown it's like it's been what i've been enthused about but i've dropped it like about a couple of months ago and i was barely even playing it and so it's like it's just hard for me to keep my focus i want to focus more on you know experience games and to play them to their completion to get the uh you know full breadth of the title you know per se you know so it's like playing like you and skyrim making uh kind of similar uh, tendencies i've always kind of played breath of the wild and played like at least middle into the game and then decided to you know whatever peter out at that point and come back six months later and just decide to you know play the game from scratch again versus uh resuming from my save point you know just because of the fact that's uh kind of you know came and went in my mind as far as what i was doing and the narrative i was creating by playing with the systems within the game on there. That's why going back to like something like Destiny 2 is really hard because uh, the minutia of me, like, oh, I wanted to, you know, build up to this particular weapon or I wanted to get this armor set. It's all gone by the ether. It's all the like game within the game stuff that kind of uh, after a while escapes you because of the fact you forget, you know, you can't remember everything, so. I mean, I can totally understand that. 
Um, but yeah, again, this really comes from a from this uh, this whole thing around uh, games as a service, you know, and with the Marvel beta, a uh, Marvel Avengers beta, that's this seems like this is what it's going to this is what's going to happen. You know, you're going it's going to be like that Destiny model. They're going to drip dry you, drip feed you a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You know, and it really depends on the experience. Like, am I enjoying this experience? You know, knowing that there's not going to be a sizable, you know, or, or or a sizable finish at the end. You know, and and I know I haven't played the whole game, and I don't know what the end game is going to look like, quote unquote, if there is going to be one. But but I am just still thinking about about what it's gonna what it's gonna be. So we have one last person who 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 wrote in. Oh, actually, we have two more people that wrote in. So even better. So uh, next one is Double F uh, 2018, and that's our good friend Fred French. Yeah, Fred French, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so uh, he says, I start out with experiencing them. Uh, then I look at the achievement, tro- each achievement slash trophy list. Now I feel like someone is saying, well, can you do this and can you do that? And I'm hooked on unlocking them. I should just play the game and enjoy it. Well, I mean, there are those people that that are that chase those trophies, you know, and they chase those accolades. And you can say, you know, I have this trophy and you don't have a trophy or I have 100 percent. So that's another thing. You know, do you beat games in order to get bragging rights? (laughs) You know, I don't. Um, uh, That's always something that really kind of like hit me. And I don't even. I even I don't think I ever really know how many trophies I have, you know, or what my gaming score is. And whenever I get a trophy, I'm like, oh, that's nice. So, so I don't like I'm not a trophy chaser. And if you are, you know, and that's your thing, like more power to you, you know. Um, but it's nothing, nothing that ever. I have no of... trophy at all, and I've been on PlayStation since day one. I have yet to get a platinum trophy. <laughs> how about you? How about you, Joe? Uh, I don't think I have a platinum trophy. I know I um, thousand pointed uh, the first just cause on the Xbox, and uh, I remember there was this last thing I needed to do, which was so rote, <laughs> but I wound up grinding for a couple days to finally get the achievement. So on there, so yeah, I do have a perfect thousand in just cause one on the Xbox 360 of all things. Well, there you go. You know, we'll 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 put that on your tombstone. Perfect, one thousand on on just cause one. There you go. Um, and lastly, we have a Vic at Lego Bro. And Vic says, "I play games to experience them. That's why I enjoy playing games on the PS4." Huh? Was that a thinly veiled like dig at, at Microsoft? Uh, I don't know. Uh, please please tell us in the in the comments, uh, uh, Vic. But um, but yeah, I, I I I'm the same way. I like to experience them. Um, and then actually we have one last one from Trader Joe. Uh, John Joe Funkul says I buy games so they can sit on my shelf and taunt me. Then I go buy more games uh, for the for the chore so that so that they Fire. can taunt me. Fire. Fire. I thought it was a chore. Like it's a chore you do it, but yeah. So then you buy then you go buy more games for the choir so they can taunt me in unison. So. So um, all I can say about that, my friend, is um, get out more, uh, <laughs> go for walks, play with your dogs, you know, stay out of that room, like your gaming room. If you open up the door and it's like a unison, oh, you'll never play us, <laughs> you know, just just kind of get away from that, you know. Nothing. I try. 
I cry. I cry. <laughs> well, that's I'll, I'll a... do better. I'll do better. Damn it. Yeah, you know, hey, you know, you you'll. The one thing that I like about you, Joe, is you is once you stick to a game, you stick to a game. So that's that's what I like about you know you you're on that game. So so that's every that's everything for that question. I want to thank everyone who took the time to respond. Um, please, please, please. Uh, when we ask these questions, tell your friends. If you have video game friends, you know, retweet these questions. We would love to hit get more people. Uh, as opinions on this stuff because again this is a community focused show we would love to hear more from you so um our next question for our next show um and i think this is going to be a good one i i think of joe well i thought of joe when i when i when i asked this question when i thought of this question because this is a man who who loves his video game gadgets and he loves his video game peripherals and accessories so, for this question, what are your favorite video game peripherals slash accessories? And this could be uh, headphones, type of headphones, type of brands, uh, steering wheels. Uh, remember those those when you had the the the, uh, the Nintendo Wii, where you could put the Wii controller into a tennis racket to play Mario Tennis, you know, or the golf tee. You know, what are your favorite, you know, accessories or peripherals? You know, that that really just Ugh, you know get you like what what controllers do you like what brand of controller do you think is just fantastic you know um is it a is it a turbo controller where you can you know you, you can tape down the um the, the 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 turbo button you know and from like uh i think the, my, my favorite time where i ever did that was during castlevania symphony of the night where you had the cane and the cane attacked from behind you and in front of you and you would leave alucard standing where the where the zombies would just come up and you would basically tape the turbo controller on overnight and you would auto level up just by him swinging and you'd come back in the morning and you were like level 99 or something i'll never forget doing that with with, with one of my turbo controllers and going in and one-shotting Dracula. It was hilarious. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, let us know uh, what are your favorite brands of peripherals? What are your favorite peripherals? Do you have any headphones or controllers or um, uh, fight sticks? Whatever, you know, the floor is yours. And I know both of my two colleagues have tons of it. I am not a peripheral person, really. I don't really have. I'm constantly calling Joe. Joe, my headset's fucking up you know what do i do and he's like hold on and he'll pull out his rolodex because he's that old and he'll start looking through you know brands he's like oh here you go and he'll pull out you know and he'll type it up on the on his keyboard and you know so but uh but that's it that's all the questions that we have for today uh please um follow us on twitter and all your favorite places and uh kev is going to tell you how you can respond to this question right now. For this question next week, I need some deep, deep cuts. So it's, it's just gonna be, it's gonna you be know. old, it's gonna be old man memories from me. I, I can't wait. I, I seriously can't wait to see what people are gonna like come up with. And I know Joe, I know Joe's gonna, you know, put on his reading glasses and be like, okay, well we have for for controllers, we have this, 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 and for. For headphones, we have this, 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 and this. And for keyboards, we have this, 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 and this. So, you know, it's going to have a list. <laughs> uh, I think there might be a listener out there that might uh, talk about the uh, Namco Nedgecon, if you remember that bad boy. I have no idea what that is. 
You have no idea? Well, <laughs> I have no idea what it is. <laughs> listeners, inform this man about a, a Namco Ned, Nedcon. Nedcon. Please, educate yes, please. me. Educate me, my community. Let me know, you know. <laughs> if you would like to educate Dez <laughs> the peripherals, uh, gaming peripherals, or if you've heard something that, that, we, that we've said that you would like to comment on, or even if you would like to be on the show, and 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 enjoy how the, how this uh, uh, shenanigans <laughs> is made. You can send an email to us at gaming vessels. Uh, uh, send an email to us at gamingvessels at gmail dot com. Uh, we also can be found on Twitter at gaming vessels, and we also have a Discord community which we are trying to build up. So a lot I know for me a lot of the content that I would normally post on Twitter uh I'm sending it to our Discord server there is no waiting period you don't have to be pre-approved by anybody you just click the link and you're in and you can find us at gaming vessels on Discord so you just jump in and be a part of the conversation individually I can be found on the PlayStation Network I mean, correction, I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I can be found at Shonuff7, same spelling with number 7. Xbox Live, I'm Shonuff071, same spelling with 071. And on Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as as originally stated. Des, where can the folks get a hold of you at? Alrighty, folks, you can find me on uh, PSN and Xbox Live at uh, Nemo Tigger, N E M O T T G R, and you can find me on Twitter at The Nemo Six, T H E N E M O S I X, and on Discord, I am The Nemo Six, but it's T H E N E M O and the number six. Gotcha. Um, if you're going to want to be our friend on any of these platforms, especially uh, the video game space, please, you know, just tell us where you met us. You know, say, oh, I heard you on Gaming Festival's great or something. That way we are not, uh, you know, friending bots. We want to friend, we want to friend real people. So please just kind of mention where you heard us. Uh, Joe, where can people um, get you, buddy? All right. Uh, on Twitter, you can uh, add me, friend me, uh, follow me at uh, Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. On PSN and Steam, uh, my user handle is Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. On Xbox and Uplay, I am Kamunagara, same spelling, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, 6995. And my Nintendo friend code is for Nintendo Network. If you want to add me, it's going to be 4712-5953-1409. Right, all right. Well, folks, we want to thank you for hanging in with us. We know this was a long show. And uh, we act when we, we when we do these ep- when we do these shows, we just when we start talking about gaming, we tend to uh because uh, we enjoy this hobby so much, there's a lot to be said. It, it just organically spawns a lot of, of conversation. And when you add in old man memories <laughs> for retro stuff like me, it just turns into a much longer show. But if you've made it this far, folks, we just want to thank you for kicking it and listening to us. So that's going to bring season six, episode 27 to a close. 
for Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, and for Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Showed Up 71, letting you know that we'll be back next week with a new show. Peace!